Last weekend, we hosted one of the funniest guest speakers in the history of our church's 21 years. In fact, the funniest. And you're going to meet him next on 41 Strong. Welcome to 41 Strong Podcast, Chuck Tate here. 41 Strong is a podcast that delivers encouraging scriptures and stories to help people like you hold on and stand strong. And today, it's going to be easier to hold on and stand strong because you're going to laugh a lot. All right, today is episode 142, and my guest is author, speaker, Joe McGee of Joe McGee Ministries. I mentioned in the lead into the show, he was just at Rock Church last week, and we had so much fun. And yes, I spit out my coffee. Joe, welcome to 41 Strong. Great to have you here. Glad to be here, Pastor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I tell you what, we thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on the podcast. Of course, it was so awesome to have you at Rock Church last weekend. I am still getting feedback. Our church is still buzzing. Not only do you make people laugh, but you do drop truth bomb after truth bomb after truth bomb. You laugh and you learn. So I'm excited about this show today. Good. Looking forward to it, Pastor. (laughs) Well, let's get right to it. Why don't you just begin by by telling a little bit about yourself, just for those that are unfamiliar with Joe McGee. Well, uh, I came from a really big family. My dad had 12 brothers and sisters, and my father-in-law had 12 brothers and sisters. So we grew up in a mining town in East Tennessee. And we didn't have a drive-in movie theater. We didn't have a Dairy Queen. We didn't have anything except 750 people in the town. But we had each other. So we, we'd hang out together after work. We'd tell stories on one another. And so we learned to laugh a lot. We laughed at things we probably shouldn't have laughed at. But I grew up laughing at everything. My dad, he just had a good time. So I finally got married. And uh, God blessed me. And I gotten, uh, became an engineer. Worked there for 12 years. And left ministry. Then God called us into the ministry. So I quit my job. Moved to. Oklahoma went back to Bible school and got out and got on the church staff, and I did that for about 10 years. And then we worked at another great church for about a year and a half, and then we just started traveling. Because people began to ask us, hey, can you come to our church on the weekend? Because I started teaching on parenting. Because we had six kids, and kids thought we knew something about parenting. And so, no, we know how to have them. We don't know what to do with them when they show up yet. <laughs> so, but people began to ask us out, and long story short, it's on our 27th year. We do about 60 seminars a year. We've got a publishing publishing and curriculum for churches and this has been an amazing run our podcast is phenomenal so uh people everybody's just having the challenge you know if you read the bible it's the first family adam did about fired their job evicted from the house the kids started killing each other families took it going down the hill from day one but god had a plan it was going to send us on earth and we have to get born again and god can order our steps and uh it's a great day to be alive. It's just a great day to be alive. It really is. Amen. Well, we have a connection through your wife. I had the opportunity to, to work for Angel for three and a half years, and 
our daughter, Savannah, her middle name is Angel, named after your wife, Angel. Now, <laughs> so prior to Angel, you were married for 45 years, and your wife, your wife passed away, and you never thought that yep. you would love again. And, of course, you were wrong, and, and um, you connected with, with Angel, and you guys have been married about a year and a half, and the ministry is still going forward as you conduct marriage seminars and parenting seminars, and um, you have your podcast, which is uh, three days a week, correct? Yes, sir. Three days a week. Sure do. And um, we're going to let all of our listeners and viewers know how they can subscribe to your podcast a little bit later on in the show. But, um, I mean, you have so much experience when it comes to, to, to marriage and to parenting. So let's begin by talking a little bit about, a little bit about marriage. Um, I, I guess I want to ask, what do you think, I mean, based on your experience, 27 years traveling the country and speaking in some of the largest churches in the country, what, what would you say are some of the greatest challenges or problems in marriage? Well, you, I give my top four. I was an old engineer, so what I was, I was a process engineer, so I, I solved problems for companies. So we're looking at so what's the biggest problem in marriage? So if you look at the top 10 reasons for divorce, the top four is pretty much the same. Number one reason given for divorce, divorce court, is lack of communication. Number two is they fight about money. Number three, the disagree on raising their kids. Number four, problems in the bedroom. And it's just universal. So I thought, well, God said my people destroyed for lack of knowledge. So I thought, well, we need to teach. We need to teach. And so we all came with a book. You know, as an engineer, every machine ever worked on came with a manual. And so anytime there'd be a problem, so where's the manual at? And so I'm saying, what manual? Said, every machine comes with a manual. Where's it at? And so I tell people, we came with a manual. It's called the Bible. So you know, how to have a life, how to have a very successful, happy life. Now, we live on an alien planet. Satan's the god of this world, and he kills, steals, and destroys. But we don't belong to him anymore. We've been born again, taken out of his kingdom, placed in God's kingdom. We're still on the alien planet, but we're supposed to thrive here. And the Bible says we're supposed to be the salt and the light. We're supposed to leave people better than we find them. And we ought to have the kind of marriage. First Peter 3 says we ought to have the kind of marriage that makes other people jealous. They ought to ask us, man, how'd you get so lucky? So there was no such thing as luck. Marriages have to be built. You don't get lucky married a nice person because they're going to go south a few weeks after you married them anyhow. Because every person's got flesh, and flesh goes stupid every now and then. You're going to marry a human, and there's no perfect human on this planet. But there are some strong ones. And so what we try to do is teach, hey, guys, you have a great marriage. Your marriage will be so good. Your kids will want to duplicate it. Your grandkids will want to duplicate it. And your neighbor's going to ask you about the hope that's in you. That's the one thing we talk about. So the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. And what teaching the Word of God does, it gives hope to people. It's like, man, I've made, I've had a brother, I had family members been married six, seven times. I keep marrying the wrong person. I said, no, you don't. You keep marrying you. <laughs> the Bible says black time draws black time. You need to grow up. It's not about getting lucky and finding a nice person. You need to grow up yourself. So uh, it's just real common sense seminars that just really have just exploded. It's been really good. Good, good. Well, let's let's go let's go back to to, to Genesis. You brought you brought something up um, this past weekend. Of course, Genesis chapter one, God said He created the heavens and the earth, and it was good. And in chapter one, there are several occasions where He called His work good. But then you get to chapter two, and something isn't so good. Why don't you share a little bit about that? Expound well, on that. God made the first six days of creation. He got the birds, the bees, the flowers, the trees. It's all really good. And and then he made Adam. He's got Adam. And so all of a sudden, he's, God's targeting himself. He said, well, that's good, and that was good, and that was good. And all of a sudden, God said, not good. And the first time he uh, God said, not good, he was looking at a man. 
And Adam said, what's not good? He said, you, you're not good. So what is it? You're alone. And he had Adam lay down and take a nap. Got took a rib, and Adam woke up, and there was a centerfold of all out in front of him. And uh, it was just to love. And they went off to fellowship that day and got to know each other. And so problem is, Lucifer had already been kicked out of heaven. He's down here on this planet. He's walking around, and he's mad. And, and God makes a human something lower than an angel, but he has authorities over angels. And so Lucifer is fascinated with this, so he walks into the first marriage, and he starts challenging the word of God. He said, Sure, God said. And that's what he's done for thousands of years. He challenges, no, God didn't mean that. God didn't say, yes, God did. He did say it. He left it in printed form. And so when Adam and Eve believed, you know, the devil instead of believing God, all of a sudden they realized they were naked. And I tell people they'd go to the mall and get some clothes because <laughs> they realized they were naked. And God would come down every day and he'd visit with them. So God's walking through the garden. And he's talking to Adam. He says, Adam, where are you? Now he knows where he's at. He's trying to get him to respond. I'm here. He said, what are you doing? Adam said, I'm hiding. God said, why are you hiding? He said, I was naked. God said, who told you naked? He said, did you eat that fruit? I told you not to eat. And Adam waited a minute. He said, well, 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 it was the woman you gave me, God. It was the woman. You and I had a great thing going. Ever since you brought that woman in my life, it's been going downhill. Now I got a big fan. I've heard that story more times. My life was good until I got married. <laughs> I said, listen, marriage is nothing more than two extra people growing up together. You're going to change every year of your marriage. I, I mean, uh, my, my in-laws are married for 62 years. They changed. They would talk about it. But that's not the same person I married. They change. Nobody stays the same. You're growing in the things of God. That's why you got to be in a good church. you got to be sitting in the pastor. you got to have your faith in the book called the Bible that you came with. It'll give you instruction on how to live a very happy, successful life. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that, that's good stuff. That's really good. And we know that um, the Word says that our treasure, what we spend our money on, is really going to reveal where our, our heart's at. So you bring that out when it comes to, to marriage. How, you know, that, that, that's going to tell us a lot about, about who we are and how much we even value our spouse. And um, you share some stories about even... Um, well, yeah, I've got adult kids. All my kids are adult and out of yeah. college. We've got six of them and... Uh, uh, and so I tell people, listen, your kids are going to be a kid forever. God, Bible says children are a gift from God. God gives them to you, you train them up, you raise them up, then you give them back to God. And we used to laugh about that all the time. I mean, you're, you're, you're not going to stay here forever. You're going to eventually become an adult, get yourself a good job, get the house. Young children, you know, that's what, that's called the law of Genesis, like kind reproduces like kind. And so today, you know, with the media, plus in the last 100 years because of media, I mean, uh, you know, people get married much later in life, almost than seven years later than they were 100 years ago. And uh, they're, not, they're very nervous. Most of them are living together. They're trying to figure out if it's going to work or not. And I said, you'll never know. Listen, marriage is not just two regular people growing up together. You'll never know your spouse till the day you say, I do. As long as you're living with them, you'll never get to know them. But the day you say, I do, scales will fall from your eyes, and revelation will come from heaven. you realize, what does that just do? Well, you married your exact opposite. And that's what people don't understand. People come to us all the time. Will you marry Pastor Joe? I said, no. No, I don't know if you're ready to get married or not. I'm going to take you through a pre-marriage counseling course, have you read some books, and ask you all the questions. And what I'm getting left, what I'm trying to get them to do is, listen, guys, you're going to marry your 180-degree exact opposite. When God made Eve... It's not Adam and Steve, it's Adam and Eve. He made something totally different. And women think different, their act is different, their, their 
The spirit is different. When God made a woman, he made something different than a man. Opposites attract. I used to tell people there's a bumper sticker in Texas. It says when two people alike, one of them is not. You're going to marry your exact opposite. That's why divorce courts are just packed with Christians a lot of times. I mean, there's, what's the matter? So, well, we, we can't agree on anything. We don't get along on anything. So, well, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. So, uh, it's just incredible run. It's just a great thing to do. Yeah. In fact, you even took some of your kids to divorce court, right? Growing up? Hello. Hey, Joe, can you hear me? Are you there? Oh, there we are. There we go. I'm going to my face. I don't know if that was the mute button or, uh, you know, it makes it makes it um, makes it extra fun for the host who wears hearing aids and can't hear anyway. So I'm like, <laughs> the point is, the point, the point is, Pastor, I tell people, you're going to marry your exact opposite. Uh, this, again, that, I tell that story that two people are just like one of them is not married. That's what makes it two are better than one. Not because you see the same problem, the same viewpoint. Two are better than one. The Bible says because you see it different. Well, I see this. Well, I see this. But then you got to get an agreement. That's what marriage is all about. Get an agreement. I tell people, marriage is the second greatest thing you ever did for mankind. It, it starts out in Genesis two. It is not good for man to be alone. I'm going to make him a helper. And God hasn't changed his mind. I think it's God's will that 99 of all people get married. Some don't need to get married. They're anointed like the Apostle Paul. But most everybody else, you need to get married. You're going to find yourself a spouse that's going to be really good. Yes, yes. And um, what what I asked you right before um, we, we lost you for a second is, I mean, there was a time where you you even took some of your kids to divorce court to, to try to teach them some things about marriage, right? I did. I took, I took uh, when I was a school administrator, once a year, I would take all my seniors to places. We'd go down to the county jail, take a tour through the county jail, because, boys, you think you're a bad boy because you feel your tires out of a red light and, like, still stop signs. But tell you where the bad boys go. Let's go Let's go take a tour. Then we go to divorce court. And they had a they had a uh, two-story, uh, uh, they had a balcony in the divorce court in Tulsa County. And we go down there. And, and you can't talk, but you can sit and listen. I said, guys, we're going to go to divorce court today. We're going to hear two people at one time swore their undying love to one another. You're going to hear them cuss one another and yell at one another. And what happened? Well, they said they fell out of love. I said, but you can't fall out of love. Love's a choice. And for God so loved the world, he did something. Love's not what you feel. Love's what you do. And that's, that's why we say in the ceremony, until death us do part, not until we kill each other. It's when death us do part. Marriage is a great gift, but it's always work. It's a work in progress. It's going to be a work in progress forever. So you need to learn how to listen. I tell, I tell people, you have two ears and one mouth, not two mouths and one ear. Listen more than you talk. And you know, and the Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath. You know, when you say something, speak softly. Don't yell. Don't get your face off contorted. Don't start using words you don't normally use. Stay calm. And your spouse will like the old lot if you learn how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that, that's true. So I, I tell you, man, when you were here at, at Rock Church, there were some things that I was convicted of. And I need I need to do a better job of listening. I, it's hard for me to listen because... I have a diff- I have a hard time hearing, so I do a lot of the talking, and um, because I'm a pastor, I'm always talking. I'm on stage. I'm presenting. Yep. I'm talking, and that's <laughs> something that I've always struggled with: is is being calm 
and listening. So I want to thank you um, for the great marriage tips. Um, we just recap one of the things you said, the greatest um, four challenges in marriage, communication, money, kids, and the bedroom. So let's talk a little bit about kids because, man, I tell you what, it is hard. I have a 14-year-old girl going on 27, I think, and then I have a 11-year-old boy. You met both of my kids this past weekend, and, and they're good kids, but parenting. Great kids, great kids. Man, thank you, thank you. Well, when you're when you have kids, I mean, you're thrown to the fire, and you have some great tips for for parents on raising kids and even grandkids. Because we have a culture that um, there are a lot of grandparents that have to raise their kids, and it shouldn't be that way. We need to take responsible responsibility and raise our own kids, right? That's what the Bible says. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I tell people um, we took our parenting seminar. We got it out of this one verse, Luke two fifty two. He's talking about Jesus. Jesus was a 12-year-old kid. Jesus had to find out who he was, just like we have to find out who we are. I mean, he was asking questions as a kid because God came to earth as a human. This is the God man, all man, all God. So he's learning who he is. That's why he prayed all the time. Even in the Garden of Gethsemane, he's praying all night, sweating blood. What's he trying to do? Well, he's just figured out he's got to go to the cross, and he's asking God, can you let this cup pass from me? And God says, nope. He says, well, not my will, your will be done. So God didn't cheat. He came to us as the humans to show us how to live. Kids are just normal. Uh, the first word they learn is no, and they do everything you tell them not to do. They're born with a sin nature, and that's why they have to be trained and loved. You have to be patient with them. You've got to be long-suffering. It takes time. And so, especially in America, used to most kids don't leave home until 2022. And so we've got pretty much a third of the life kind of work on them. So don't get impatient. My favorite scripture was always in parenting was, this too shall pass. Two shall pass. And so I tell parents, don't yell at your kids and tell them to go to the room. And, you know, don't say things like, I wish we'd never had you. You were a mistake. Because then that stuff will come to pass. Children are still a gift from God. And so, like I said, people ask me all the time. They would ask me about my religious act. They wonder if I'm Catholic or am I Mormon. Why do I have so many kids? I said, well, I I want when I get old, I want somebody to take me to dinner on Sunday. I want somebody to buy me a Winnebago and send me on a cruise. <laughs> I said, I parents are for the children, children are for the parents. And I told our kids, you owe me. You owe me good measure, press down, shake together. You owe me. And so uh, I said, listen, you don't, you don't, don't ever buy anything for me at Christmas or my birthday that fits in a box. I go to Walmart by myself. You buy me something, that'd be a cruise going somewhere. You better drive it up the driveway. And so they've done really good. They really have. Again, you got to tell people, there are no perfect children because there are no perfect parents, but there are strong ones. And you get that from the Word of God. And God will show you how to do it every day of your life. Amen. And you have written some books to help people like me, like those that are listening to our parents, um, whether you're a parent or whether you're, you're married. Um, you have a, a lot of resources. We have a couple minutes left on this podcast, so I want to, uh, I'm just going to mention each book, and then you can tell us how we can get them in the hands of those that are watching and listening. But um, you have a book called You Don't Find a Great Marriage, You Build One. Um, you mentioned you, you that. You don't find a great marriage, you build one. <laughs> Jesus, I tell you, Jesus didn't find a church. He had to build one out of some homebound centers. And nobody has it perfect. Everybody has it the same way. And we got one called God Knows How to Raise Your Kids. Even if you don't, I don't it's two. We got a whole eight-hour seminar we taught out of that. It's really good. Just common sense thing. The Bible is packed with scriptures on parenting and discipline and encouraging. Uh, we got one called Family Finance. It can manage your money because you have kids. You're going to need a lot of money to make that happen. Uh, we've got one called uh, 
uh, eight things no kids should leave home about. We do a great seminar for the university with that. And then we got one called Man Lover Leader Provider because all men have three paid jobs. God's real simple. He's not complicated. You know, faith, open love, world flesh, the devil. And, and he was talking, said, you need to build up your civil holy faith and pray in the spirit, walk in love. God's simple. If it's complicated, it's not God. Parenting's simple. Marriage is simple. Just love them. Love on them. If you love on them, it'll feel pretty good. It really will. Yeah, amen. That's so so good. Well, how can how can people get these books? Well, they can. Most of them are, you can get bookstores across America. Where they thing from Barnes and Noble, books a million. But they can write us at JoeMcGee.com, or you can go to JoeMcGee.com, or write us at Joe McGee Ministries, and uh, and we'll send you anything that you need. So uh, we got an eight hundred number one eight hundred four eight two five eight six two, or they can go to our website mail at JoeMcGeeMinistries.com. And contact us that way, and uh, we'll help them any way we can. We've got some great stuff. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. Go to JoeMD.com. You can also click on the podcast button because Joe does three podcasts a week. So real quick, before we close out, Joe, how can people subscribe to your podcast? And tell us a little bit about the podcast. If you just type, if you go to your computer and just type in JoeMcGee.com, it'll take you right straight to it. Just JoeMcGee.com. All right, there you have it, guys. A lot of good stuff. Take advantage. So many great resources that will help you build a stronger marriage, help you do a better job of parenting your kids, and take advantage of the podcast, his Friday funnies. You're going to laugh a lot, and the joy of the Lord is your strength. That's going to help you get stronger. So take advantage of all that Joe McGee has to offer. Joe, can you close us out in prayer? Yes, I can. Father, we thank you right now. We come boldly to the throne of grace. You get mercy and help in time of need. You've not left us. You've not left us alone. What we ask you for is liberal wisdom. Have better families, stronger kids, Father, to finish strong. Give us liberal wisdom. You said you would. You wouldn't. You wouldn't turn us away. So we thank you for liberal wisdom for great families. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Joe. I really appreciate your time today. Honored, Pastor. Thank you for what you're doing, guys. Hey, all right. Well, listen, guys, for more information about Joe, go to joemcgee.com. He has been my guest. So for our producer, Mike Sable, I'm Chuck Tate. We look forward to seeing you next week on 41 Strong. PeoriaLife.com.